There's an inherent contradiction when we think about growth, when we think about success that comes to mind. How can we balance mindfulness, being present, being happy with where we are, with a sense of ambition, with a sense of noticing where we can improve, with a sense of realizing where we might go tomorrow and how we might get there? How can we balance these two vital aspects of success? You can't be successful if you're not present. If you're completely distracted, you won't succeed in anything. On the other hand, if you're just happy and go lucky and happy with where you are, you'll never get anywhere because you'll never move off of first base. Welcome to The Lion and the Axe, where we explore two modes of leadership. And at the moment, we're focused on the life of Joseph, who personified living this tension between mindfulness and ambition. I'm Shmueli Halpern of Denver Colel. Dot org. Thank you for joining. Joseph lived exactly on the line between mindfulness and ambition. How so? Well, let's look at his name. Joseph, the name Joseph, where did that name come from? Rachel, Joseph's mother, had been barren. She'd had a very difficult time conceiving. And when she finally had a child, when she finally gave birth to Joseph, she called his name Joseph. Because God, says Rachel, has gathered in my embarrassment. Before we focus on what embarrassment means, let's take a moment to reflect on the contradiction of terms. God has gathered. The Hebrew word for that is asaf. Gather. To gather means to limit. It means to put in a pile to collect in a utensil. You take what you have and you can keep it contained. You keep it limited. That's what it means to gather. To add is to expand, is to grow beyond the pile. It's the exact opposite of the idea of containment, of asaf, of gathering. So what's with this name Joseph? Does it have to do with Joseph, which means adding, Yosef, adding? Or does it have to do with gathering? Does it have to do with limiting? Does it have to do with containing? And there are two very profound lessons that come out of this very question. And the first and most basic one is related to our opening question, ambition and mindfulness. Joseph recognizes that it is gathering and containment that leads to growth. It's realizing what you have. It's realizing who you are today, nurturing, guarding, and being happy, living in that moment, in that joy of who you are right now. It's nurturing the self you are today that can lead to the great you of tomorrow. That is exactly what Joseph represents. Asaf, gathering, protecting, nurturing, that leads to Yosef, that leads to more. That's on one level. What's with this question of embarrassment? What's this idea that Rachel alludes to? God has protected, God has contained and gathered my shame. What is she referring to? Well, Rashi says something interesting. The great commentator talks about Rachel's comment reflected a simple, practical issue that a woman might deal with in the home, that Rachel had dealt with in the home, or really anyone might deal with at home, and that is broken utensils. The plate smashes to the floor and it breaks. Who did it? Well, if there are no children around, it can only be her. It could have only been Rachel. 
it, she could be the only cause for the broken plate. Now with a little child around, with a little toddler in the home, it's very simple. The little, little child, the little kid, the little baby did it. And this seems like a very strange thing to thank God for. After receiving this great gift of new life, after receiving the gift of a child, the only thing that Rachel could think of is broken utensils. Perhaps metaphorically, Rachel's referring to the brokenness of, in, that we encounter in life, the missing pieces, the things that don't go so well, the struggles we keep coming back to. And Rachel says, Joseph has given me a way to deal with that. The name Joseph, which Rachel starts with the idea of Asaf, to contain, relates not only to nurturing the person you are today, the life you have now, but it also refers to gathering, containing, and limiting the weaknesses that you, are, that you have today, the challenges, the fault lines that exist in your life right now. And Joseph has a way of dealing with that. His way is to contain it. Joseph says, yes, there are imperfections in life. True. But, says Joseph, let's not make them worse than they need to be. Let's contain them. Let's contain them. Let's limit them. Let's recognize the beauty of life, the good in life that exists beyond those things that trip us up, that limit us, that challenge us, or that the misfortune the tragedy, the pain that exists in the world. Joseph says, yes, there is evil, but let's contain it. Let's limit it. That's Joseph's perspective. And once you do that, once you put a stop to the power of the negative, even if it's there, but you don't continue to feed the power of evil, you don't continue to feed negativity, you keep it where it belongs, in the box, in the closet that it belongs, then Growth, Yosef, Joseph, adding more, more growth has an opportunity to come onto the scene. And so we have these two beautiful concepts just hinted at in the very name of Joseph. One, that containment of who you are right now, which is a contentment, which is a peace of mind, a mindfulness, an embrace of the today that leads to the growth of tomorrow. Because the growth of tomorrow is the greater you and who are you if not the person you are today the person you are today is the seed of tomorrow's greatness and it's the nurturing and the nutrition that you give to that seed that you today that leads to the you of tomorrow and so in joseph's mindset there's no contradiction between mindfulness and ambition between contentment and dreams because to joseph contentment mindfulness is about nurturing the very thing that will enable allow and fulfill your dreams and ambitions and that is you and that is the you of today that's the joseph approach and the second lesson is how to deal with negativity how to deal with suffering how to deal with setbacks put it in a box don't let it expand beyond the borders that it truly lives in let reality be reality but don't create your own reality, don't give more power to the negative than it deserves. Those are two beautiful qualities that we find in the very, very name of Joseph. Jacob, Joseph's father, had an evil twin, Esau. And Esau was his, nemes his, his nemesis. He was his 
arch enemy, if you will. Jacob represented truth. Esau represented falsehood. Jacob must flee. Jacob runs away from his father's home so that he not be killed by his wicked brother. And he's not willing to go home until Joseph is born. Why? Joseph, who again represents adding, the name Joseph means to add. He expands the kernel of truth that Jacob is about. Jacob is about truth, a pure truth, truth that cannot be confused, that cannot be muddled, um, um, befuddled, truth that cannot be a fog or any sort of lack of clarity, truth that is absolute and pure. It cannot, Jacob's truth cannot deal with a world of gray. That's the incredible truth that Jacob represents. And so when he meets Esau, when he meets his evil brother, represents falsehood, Jacob's truth cannot apply itself. It cannot approach the falsehood of Esau. Come along, comes along Joseph and he has this power to add. Joseph has the power of the imagination. The power of the imagination takes a kernel of truth and it expands it. It imagines where it might go, where it might be applied. With that power of imagination, with the power of addition, and again in Joseph's world, the addition is not something new that you added on to the structure, but it's an expansion of the structure. It's not an additional room you put on the back of the house, but it's more ear that you blow into the balloon. The balloon expands. The truth in Joseph's world now has expanded because Joseph has taken the power of Jacob, the kernel of pure truth, and he's applied it to new situations. Joseph travels very far from home, ultimately reaching Egyptian decadent society at the age of 17. And all along, he's carrying his father's home in his heart. As far as he travels, as far as he extends, he realizes that he's only expressing that kernel of truth that Jacob is about. And so Je Joseph never strays from the morals. He never strays from that pure truth of Jacob. As he embraces the uncertainty, as he embraces new situations, as he embraces the gray, Joseph is clear because he knows that he's only expressing the inner truth, the pure black and white truth of Jacob. That's what Joseph does for Jacob. And now Jacob is ready to face his, his nemesis. He's ready to face his wicked brother Esau. That's what Joseph does. For his mother, Joseph protects her from Esau's evil, lustful gaze. Yes, his uncle will remain his wicked uncle, but why does that have to damage? Why does that have to abuse? Why does it have to somehow corrupt the purity of his mother, Rachel? So Joseph stands upright, strong, confident before the gaze of his wicked uncle. Joseph again manages to contain evil and keep it at bay so that Rachel's purity can remain incredibly beautiful and pure. At the same time that he contains evil, he takes Jacob's kernel of truth and expands it, bringing more and more power to this wonderful family of Jacob. And so Joseph manages to bridge the gap between today 
and tomorrow because he uses today to create tomorrow. He uses the power of containment, contentment, mindfulness to create ambition and build the future. That's the power of Joseph, something that we need to incorporate in our own lives. We need to recognize that today is the seed of tomorrow and we need to nurture that seed. So we need to be happy with where we are today. The fact that we have ambitions, that we have dreams, shouldn't make us unhappy. It shouldn't make us unwilling to embrace today, to take a deep breath, to smile, to enjoy where we are today. It shouldn't do that, it shouldn't limit our ability to do that. To the contrary, our ambitions will only be realized when we are comfortable with today, but only comfortable with today for today. We know that today is a seed for tomorrow and we will grow, but at least for now, we're happy with where we are. Then we start to notice the things that are missing. We start to notice how today can build our better tomorrow because of the things that are missing. And we do notice the areas of lack. We do notice our fault lines. We notice the things that keep on tripping us up. And we recognize that if we would embrace the things that are working, if we would love the aspects of our life that are working out, the parts of our personality that are beautiful and wonderful, the times that we succeed in controlling our anger, our frustration, the times when we're able to say a kind word to another person, if we're able to embrace those moments, we increase their power and we manage to overwhelm the negative and build on our ambitions to become the great person that we're capable of becoming. Those are the dreams of this man, Joseph. And in, built into his name is this wonderful bridge between yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Joseph recognizes that he does this for his mother, Rachel. He limits evil, and he recognizes that he brings expansion to his father, Jacob. And in seeing that, Joseph recognizes what his inner spiritual essence is. We in life, at times, are a bit confused. We wonder, what am I here for? What's my unique contribution? Well, look around. Where have you been most useful? That's a tool. That's a hint to guide you, direct you, to where you will continue to be most impactful. You're a bridge between your today and your tomorrow, but you're also a bridge for others. You're a bridge between where they are now and where they could be in the future. As you act, as you grow, as you actualize yourself, you will inspire and enable others to do the same. This is the Joseph way, the way of Joseph's dreams. This is the lesson contained in the very name Joseph. Asaf, gather, contain, mindfulness, contentment, and Yosef, Joseph, adding addition, expansion, ambition, and dreams.